Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm just going to turn the recording on. There we go. Um, so um, I don't know about you, but, but I return to lots of snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> Yeah, going from the the sunshine of San Diego to snow is uh, like, okay, back it home again. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all right. All right, well, well, um, let's just take these first couple of minutes. Does anybody have any celebrations they'd like to share? I have a salvation to share. I did share okay. a little bit in the group about the quarter and um but I well one thing is that when I don't know, we finished the zone event I guess on Wednesday and I flew out that afternoon just before it ended because our flight was at six PM and we stayed over the night in Bellingham. <laughs> And over the, like, week, I had gone back and forth with this lady on LinkedIn. And Mm -hmm. so I scheduled a call with her at 10 o'clock in the morning on Thursday. And um, and she became a client. And I kind of went back and forth with her on email during the day for her to sign the agreement, which she did. And... She was one that I sent you about, you know, I wasn't really sure because I sent her some information about us getting started on Friday and wrote me a, a message last night and just said, um, I found somebody to give me the deposit and I'm really excited about getting started and like super wonderful. And so I, I don't know, I think I get really nervous that it's not going to work out. And before, I would have never scheduled that call because I knew I was going to be traveling all day and we'd be in a hotel and blah, 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 blah. And so I'm really excited about that. And um, a friend of mine, um, you know, who came with me, we were talking the whole time about doing stuff with him. And before, I think I would have just done something for free. But, you know, send him the agreement and see what happens. And so I'm I'm kind of happy about hitting my financial goals. It almost doesn't seem real, though. But I'm really happy about kind of moving forward to do it and, you know, valuing my services and asking for money from people I would have never asked for before. Because they seem like Good friends or close friends or, you know what I mean? And, like, I just felt mm-hmm. weird, and now I'm just like, no, I know that this is totally worth it. Even if I give you a discount, it's, you know, this is like my line. So, so there's two things that I heard in that, um, which are, um, are something to really celebrate. And one of that is um, getting clear on the value of what you're offering, so uh-huh. that you're not giving it away for free and. Um, and you have confidence in uh, asking to be compensated for that, um, uh, for your services. So congratulations on that, because what that is is a shift um, internally 
that you are a lot more grounded in what you're up to. Um, and then the other thing is um, um, that worrying that it won't go through or worrying that um, um, about things, that's a... Um, it's kind of like having one foot in and one foot out of your vision. And so one of the things that to, to ch- just check in with yourself is, you know, what is the piece that I'm really afraid of? Is it, It's not necessarily the vision, because obviously you have that. You have confidence in the work that you do and what you provide for your clients. So what is it that... Um, uh, makes you nervous, and typically for for each of us, that's something in um, in ourselves. You know, being able to trust ourselves to be able to handle whatever comes at us, um, to be able to trust ourselves for um, the things that um, um, that we can, we will be able to provide. Um, and handle anything that comes in um, alongside, even if it's not pretty and clean and easy, <laughs> we'll be able to handle it. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think yesterday I was really thinking about that because I wanted to fill my group program in December, and I was just feeling super nervous when I came back. And, like, I mean, there's so many people for me to call and so many people for for me to get connected with and so like leads are not my issue it's really just contacting these people and that's what came up for me about being really nervous but I mean the funny thing is is like I was looking at my numbers today you know of everybody who's con I well all the finances that I've made so far everybody who's contracted pays me this month I'm at like 13,000 and that seems like super huge and if I actually close the group I will do probably closer to 20 and so I'm always going like oh I should make less (laughs) I'm like editing that and trying to like bring that down that's my goal for next year, right? And it's like, oh, I don't want to hit it now. And that's probably, like, part of it is just this feeling of, are people going to be happy? Is it all going to fall apart? Am I going to, like you said, like, not be able to handle all of this new business, which I know I'm going to be handling it because it's fine because it's a group. And, um, you know, like, that kind of was running through my mind. And I'm just, like, laying in bed, like, I don't want to get out of bed and make any of these calls and contact any of these people. And it's like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this, but for sure. Yeah, and that's just expanding your container, right, of of um, trusting. And, and typically, again, that goes back to, um, to trusting ourselves. So um, just to stay in that energy of acknowledging the, the positive steps. And then maybe, Michelle, it would be something of – of um you know celebrating like we talked you know in our in our last call is you know what are the things that you can do for yourself and your family to celebrate this experience um and that'll anchor in that I feel like that freaks me out more you know it's because <laughs> I, I do sit down and think about that and then I think about like it puts this pressure on that 
if I don't make it, then I can't do this. And that it's yeah. And it's funny because I've always used goals like that. And this is like probably one of the first times where it's like, oh my goodness, but, like this is really but, scary. But you've already done it. So you you've already achieved it. So Ugh. now it's to truly do the celebration and then move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, okay, let me just, Sabrina's having trouble getting into our call. Let me just get her the number here. I think she's calling somebody else's number. Um here we go. Um, okay. And um, okay, anybody else have a celebration that they would like to share before we get started with our um, call? Our content. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, um, so what I wanted to talk today about was um, stewardship. And what I mean by um, stewardship is um, the things that we are blessed with in our life, whether that be um, uh, talent, like the callings that are important to us, like, like being an entrepreneur, is actually a calling, right? Being an entrepreneur is um, is not something that everyone desires, so it's actually a gift for ourselves. Um, even though sometimes we we may uh, question that, right? <laughs> it's like, what did I get myself into? Um, but being entrepreneur, an entrepreneur is actually. Um, um, a gift that we we have um, as a desire for how we want to live our life. Then there's also um, the um, um, the gift of the resources around us in order to make that happen. Whether those resources are finances, whether those resources are the people in our lives, whether it's the clients that show up for us to serve. Um, all of those things, um, uh, if you have employees that, you know, each one of those employees is a gift, um, even the ones that may be stretching you uh, as you're managing them, they're actually a gift for you to to look at your own leadership style, um, all those kinds of things. And then, of course, there's the financial resources, too. And the financial piece is... Um, just like learning how to um, deal with your clients and learning how to make a difference with them, learning how to deal with the finances of your business is also um, a process for each of us, right? And we kind of walk that in a different way. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is, you know, for the sake of what, because money is the area that I focus in, is for the sake of what are we actually generating this um, money? Like, what, why, why do we even want to have it, right? Um, 
And so what I'd like, if you could pull out um, a piece of paper, and I'm just going to draw, have, have you draw a grid on it with me. Um, and we're going to kind of walk through this today. Um, so on your paper, what I'd like you to do is on the left-hand side is to draw um, uh, the matrix. Um, it's going to be the control of money. And at the top of your page is high control. At the bottom of your page is low control. And then um, the other axis, which is going to be from left to right, is going to be lifestyle. And on the left-hand side, it's going to be non-existent. And on the right-hand side, it's going to be present. So, you know, the lifestyle that you desire, right, and, and you get to define what that looks like for you because for each of us, it's different. Um, uh, and then um, whether you have that, whether you're nowhere near it or whether you're actually um, living it um, and to what degree, okay? Now within that, so we have a line down the left side and we have a line left to right on the bottom of our page. Now what I'd like you to do is draw four quadrants in that, um, uh, on your page. So in the bottom left-hand corner of your page, we have um, control of money is low and lifestyle is non-existent. And so um, just throw out some languaging, if you will, of what you think um, that would mean if you were living in that quadrant. I think when, like, probably last year this time, we were living in this really small house that I did not like, and I could hardly afford the rent. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh -huh. And the... And the electricity was so expensive because it was built so badly that all of our heat like kind of just disappeared, even though the heaters were on. And it was it was absolutely horrible. All right. Um, anybody else? So I so I'm going to give us some components to um, to think about in in this. So. So when we have we're, the lifestyle that we desire is non-existent and our sense of control over money in our life is very low, um, I kind of call that section, um, you know, it's like the pipe dream, right? Like we have the dream of what we want, but there's nothing in place at the moment that's showing us that that's um, real or true in our life today. Okay. Mm -hmm. So on the same, if we're still in the bottom half of these four quadrants um, to the right, so that would be your your bottom right hand corner, where you have lots of lifestyle, but you have absolutely no control over your money. Um, that's a pretty unstable 
way to be living life. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Tony Braxton, who was like, you know, famous star running around, but ended up going bankrupt because other people signed her checks. And yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, I think that um, part of what we saw in um, a big, um, and, and there are mo- I'm not, uh, I don't have any judgment on this because I think there was a lot of moving parts that contributed to this, but in that um, 2008 to 2010, um, 2008 to 2010, um, crash, economic crash that literally the entire world experienced in some way, shape, or form, um, was a lot of people living a lifestyle way beyond what they asked have the ability to handle their money in. In other words, um, um, not knowing how to play this game called money um, and yet desiring to live a lifestyle um, that each of us uh, has the right to, um, to desire and the um, and, I, and, and I truly believe most people do desire a great lifestyle because none of us were really truly um, born to be in lack, right, Um, is what created that whole unstable time in in the economy, okay? Um, But but, um, so if if we then take that next step and we go and we look at the the corner of... um, the top left-hand corner, where we absolutely have no lifestyle, but we have tons of money, and we um, and we know how to handle money, but we just kind of sit in our home. <laughs> and I know it's kind of hard to because none of us on this call um, uh, even think that way. But believe me, I have definitely come across people like this who are just kind of aimless. They're just really aimless in life. They're aimless in um, what to do with their money. They're aimless in thinking beyond themselves. They're, um, they may they at some level live with a, um, uh, a scarcity mentality. Um, so, for instance, I'll, I'll just paint a, a picture here. I had a young couple come to visit me. It's probably been over a year ago now. Um, she was in her 30s. He was close to his 50s. He'd worked in a mill all his life. Um, and she was the only child of um, a family in North Dakota who was um, ranchers, right? That that um, that just Midwest um, um, lifestyle where they worked, you know, sun up to sun down on the ranch, and that was life. There was no, um, they didn't, were not involved in anything in their community. They didn't travel. They didn't, um, their lifestyle was very simple. And um, and then, uh, and, they, and they provided opportunity for their daughter to have different kinds of experiences in life. She was very creative, um, a photographer, and... Um, um, she actually made 
I didn't, uh, you know, when you open a magazine and you see like a picture of a cup of water or you see a picture of um, um, uh, a dog or something, it's just like a still photo. Um, there's a whole industry out there where you can take those pictures and you submit them to these these large companies who then broker them and then you get a royalty. Every time your picture gets used, you get a royalty. So that was what she did for a living. And she actually did pretty good with it, which was uh, um, my hat was off to her for that. So what happened in North Dakota was the Bakken, right? The oil field started to pay out and her parents... Um, Ranch had um, um, was happened to be on the Bakken, and so the rigs came in, and now all of a sudden, this little farmer and his wife are making ten grand a month on top of what they're already making in their life, and they have no idea what to do with all this money because they have no aim in life other than their day-to-day existence. And so they said, okay, daughter, here's all this money. What do you want to do with it? And so this couple came to me and said, what do we do with all this money? And I spent about an hour and a half with them and was not able to get them to think beyond. I mean, they kind of looked at each other and went, well, we can only drink so much in a day. Well, I suppose you could quit your job. This is the the older husband. Um and and um, um, do woodworking, which he enjoyed. Um, I could buy a new camera, but they don't have any children. They're not involved in their community. They um, had no um, uh, world issue to pull on their heartstrings. They had no um, sense of... Um, uh, anything that was beyond the two of them, <laughs> and it it um, it's just a uh, hard for me. It was hard for me to comprehend um, that people don't think that way, but it's true. And so what? So the title that I kind of put on that quadrant is just they're just kind of aimless, right? They just kind of go through every day. And as long as they're happy, um, then that's all they do. But they just cannot think outside of that box, um, uh, even to the, um, like she, they, it, anyways, it doesn't matter. They just could not think outside of that box. And so what I'm, what I'm, um, what I want to, to say with that box is, you know, when you get to the place where, um, your day-to-day um, is handled. In other words, your control of money and your lifestyle is in the middle of that box, right, where your needs are met and you're not worried and you're able to begin to think beyond um, how you can contribute in your life from your day to day. Then you move into that top uh, right hand corner where your lifestyle begins to become realized. And making money for the sake of making money is not attractive 
to anybody, right? That that just leaves us in that aimless category. Um, and and obviously in every box, right? There's a bottom left hand corner and there's a top right hand corner. So we can be anywhere in the grid of any box, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Hello. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. So if we look at this top right-hand corner of I call where our, our lifestyle becoming realized, think about where you are in the grid of that box. And one of the things that we have worked on in this year in creating your plan and in creating the uh, more financial awareness in your picture is moving you in the grid of that box, right? Where your lifestyle or the lifestyle that you desire becomes um, clearer and moves you farther along and where the um, your ability or your capacity, if you will, to handle money and to handle it in such a way that it has a greater impact in the world, not only just for you, but for others, um, becomes a piece of how you are moving more fully towards the top right-hand corner of that box. Now, in my opinion, for all of us who live in this entrepreneurial world and who um, do this from a heart-centered, you know, the difference that we're making with the work that we're doing, that very top right-hand corner is basically that point of legacy where we are no longer of this world. <laughs> but the legacy of the work that we've done and the money that we leave is carried on because now it moves into somebody else's grid, right? Does that make sense? Yep. Can you kind of see where I'm going with this box of lifestyle realized in that top corner? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now I want to think through, because for each of us, um, um, creating where where we are in that, or getting really clear on where we are in that grid, and then designing and defining what it would look like for us to take that next step in our corner there, um, that's the thing that we want to be looking at every year. And again, it's not necessarily going from the bottom corner to the top corner in a year or two years or three years, but it's making continued forward uh, momentum in that box as we define it for ourselves every year, okay? So I want you to take out another piece of paper, and I want to talk through some components that we want to think through as we're moving into that lifestyle realized box more fully, okay? And again, I want you to think of these things on a continuum. And one side of the continuum is called logic, and the other side of the continuum is called emotion, okay? And um, so I just want you to jot down these um, six things, and then we're gonna we'll talk about it together um, as we think about 
um, movement in this box of lifestyle realized. So first we have financial literacy. And financial literacy begins with, um, you know, understanding the basics of um, what makes up a profit and loss and a balance sheet. Um, financial literacy, uh, when it comes to entrepreneurialism, has its own language, its own um, sense of literacy. Uh, if you begin to move into um, uh, real estate investment, that has its own literacy. If you begin to move into investing, whether that's direct investment in businesses or investment from um, a little hands-off, which we talked about in the um, uh, retreat that we did, whether that's in stocks and bonds or mutual funds, every one of those types of investments um, has a languaging to it. A sense of, uh, there's a, a level of literacy to each one of those. Okay. The second one is money management. And again, money management is learning how to operate with revenues and expenses. So generating revenues, managing expenses for profitability. Right? That's the baseline, if you will, of money management, those three components. Um, the third point is money planning. And we learned some steps um, this year around money planning. Um, each of you are on a, a different stage of learning how to plan with money, um, depending on where you are in your financial literacy and your money management. Now we move into the money planning. And the money planning is basically, where am I today? Where do I want to get to and by when? And what is my plan for closing that gap? Okay, that's that whole planning process that we've, we're using through this year. Now, in order for those components to be um, expanded upon, we move to the fourth thing, which is called mindset. And that's our thinking, that's our beliefs, that's our, when we worked with the, the money archetypes or your money principles, that's where that comes in. You know, the million-dollar mindset versus the um, scarcity mindset. Um, the, this is where we're growing our capacity. This is where we're looking at what, what are our strengths when it comes to mindset, what are our challenges. That's kind of like what you were talking about earlier today, um, um, uh, Michelle, when we first got on the call, right? What you're learning to handle right now is your mindset. And up-leveling that mindset so that you can move more fully into this um, quadrant of lifestyle realized. Okay? Um, now, the fifth component is lifestyle. Um, when I say that we have the basics of our life handled, uh, for each of us, that's different, right? Um, lifestyle handled for family A can be $50,000 a year. Lifestyle handled for family B can be $150,000 a year. 
And for family C, it could be half a million, right? So there's no right or wrong, good or right, good or bad, rather, on lifestyle, other than what we say the definition is, okay? And so one of the things to be really careful of um, when you're working with your own clients or when you're um, doing your own planning is um, knowing what that is for you, okay? And um, and again, remember all of these things, that, these six things that I'm lifting up right now, there's a logic side and there's an emotion side, right? And we're always going to be somewhere in the continuum of logic and emotion, right? Ideally, we want to kind of land right in the middle where we have a nice mix of both. But the truth is, um, sometimes we are way over on the emotion side and sometimes we're way over on the logic side. And we, we always want to be really conscious of how we're responding in each one of these areas based on that continuum. Okay? So just can to get you, really... Yep. Sorry, can you mention the first two again? So the first one was financial literacy. The second one was money management. The third one is money planning. The fourth one is mindset. The fifth one is lifestyle. And the sixth one is philanthropy or giving, whatever whatever languaging you want to put on it. But but what I mean by philanthropy is something beyond you and your lifestyle. Because um, remember, we'll go back to my story of that young couple where they had so much money, they had any lifestyle that they could choose was theirs for the having, right? But they could not get themselves into the philanthropy. It wasn't part of their DNA. It wasn't part of their makeup. And, um, um, you know, we've all heard the stories of the people who win a lot of money and then they lose it, Right? And the reason that they lose it is because they never have a bucket big enough to know how to put that money to work. They don't have a mindset big enough to take them to that next level, which is beyond themselves. Um, to move from that scarcity thinking into an abundant thinking. So it's not just about them anymore, but it's about them and their neighbor and the world around them. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, so, so what, um, as you're thinking about these things um, or hearing me talk about these things, what kinds of thoughts are coming to mind for you? One of the first thoughts, Sue, can you hear me? I can, yep. Okay, this is Sabrina. Um, well, I guess because you landed on giving slash philanthropy at the end, mm-hmm. um, my mindset has been for the longest time, and I'm I'm just sitting with it, is, well, shouldn't giving be, like, further up? <laughs> I'm you, you know my archetype, so you probably... <laughs> 
<laughs> figured that I would say something like that. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm like I'm struggling with what I should be doing with money rather than what I might want to be doing with money. Does that make sense? So, absolutely it does. So if I can just challenge you a little bit on your languaging, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the th- one of the things that is really important around mindset is that we truly get how much in control we are um, with our languaging. So everything we do in life is a choice. And um, and when we make a decision about what we are going to do and how and why and when, it's a choice. When we think about um, that we should do something or that we have to do something or that it's good and right to do something, this is where I want you to check in on that logic versus emotion continuum and and decide whose voice is in your head. Mm-hmm. And here's why I put philanthropy as number six. Because the truth is, we can always be of a giving um, nature and a giving come from um, and understanding that until it's just like, um, what's the, the example in the airplane, right? You have to put your own oxygen mask on before you put the oxygen mask on around anybody around you, mm-hmm. even though everything in your being, especially if you're a mom, right, everything in your being is going to want to take care of that child in the seat beside you first, mm-hmm. the truth, the reality the um, is that you need to put your own mask on first or you are going to be absolutely of no service to that child beside you. Because mm-hmm. if you pass out, you're both done. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the same truth with money. One of the things that we want to get really good at and really clean on and really um, uh, in our power of is where are we in learning how to manage and handle this thing called money and in our thinking called money so that we truly can take care of ourselves and make the difference in a bigger way that we're called to make. So um, this is where in lifestyle, in that top top right-hand corner of lifestyle realized, um, is getting clear on what that looks like for you. Okay, and this is where I go back to when you're defining your lifestyle, um, maybe your lifestyle looks um, um, like in the archetypes. If your lifestyle is one of nurture, right, where you want to take care of everybody else, the challenge is the growth opportunity is to take care of yourself first. Um, and then you can take care of others in a bigger way. If you're a celebrity, which is the, the um, um, complete opposite way of looking at this, or a romantic, is you want your lifestyle 
um, to be um, extravagant and full and bold and out in front because then from that space you can make a difference for other people because you're leading them into showing them what's possible, right? Right. So there's no right or wrong. They're just different. Right. And that's that's the beauty of it. Each of us have different different gifts, right? In that in that um, process, it's just like um, you know a successful company for person A is um, um, you know serving twenty clients. A successful company for person B is serving a hundred. Mm-hmm. No right or wrong. They're just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where you just want to get really clear on defining that for you. But to do it from a place of, of um, creativity and making sure that you have put yourself right in that same spot. Like it's the things that we each desire when it comes to that word called lifestyle are good and right for us. We wouldn't desire them if they weren't good and right for us. So all the languaging of, oh, that's selfish, or, oh, that's flamboyant, or, oh, that's not good, or that's somebody else's voice in your head. Mm-hmm. And when we can stay in that space of, this is what's good and right for me, now how do I make it happen, knowing that I have this bigger picture in my vision of where I'm going and the difference that I want to make, it's like, um, yes, and. Um, um, how, you know, being in that creative conversation instead of one of fear and contraction. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, by the way. Um, what else? What else do you, are, are people hearing? Uh, for me, it is from the first quadrant and looking at where I am now and what will it take to get to that top corner. Um, I I think I resonate more with that story of the couple than I'd like, but because I feel like I have all these ideas of how I want to help, but definitely they feel sometimes bigger than what I can do now. So Mm -hmm. really for me to, like, get comfortable being there, I think that's probably going to be the, I don't want to say hardest, but, like, that's where I'm unsure of the most, of what is it going to take for me to, you know, be in that top right corner? What is that top right corner really going to look like? Because, you know, when I was in the apartment, for example, I mean, in the house, for example, thinking about how I want things to be, I'm kind of there now. And there's not a whole lot that's really different. Well, you know, that I can see that's really different. And um, obviously better house, that type of stuff. But um, it's kind of thinking about, okay, what is that going to look like? And I find that a lot of the things that I think about are business-based. So if I think about spending money, it's on something that is an investment for the business and Mm -hmm. not necessarily, um, you know, for my own lifestyle or, 
definitely think about giving, but it's more like next year or long term. So I can give that bigger amount. But mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time kind of seeing what is that going to look like. So you said like, hey, this doesn't have to be your ultimate goal that you have to reach next year. And I think in my mind I have this big ultimate goal that might take me five years to reach, right? And like what is that going to yeah. look like for next year? And I think that's what I have a hard time of. What is my, like, how do I improve my lifestyle as I make more? And how can I give even if I can't, you know, create this, like, huge multinational charity? You know what I mean? And, like, what is that going to look like in a smaller sense? Mm -hmm. I think that um, those are great. Um, You're asking the right question. Um, And this is why, to me, um, when I was looking at this grid, um, you know, kind of thinking through, you know, what are the parts and pieces that um, are important um, to understand and knowing that things are going to change as you move forward, right? Mm-hmm. As you move more fully into this box and towards that top top right-hand corner, um, the definitions will change or the picture will change. Mm-hmm. But what's important is that based on where you are today, that you draw that picture for yourself mm-hmm. from the bottom left corner to the top right corner. Mm-hmm. And then, and just like we do for a 12-month plan, like we talked last in last month's call, what we want to do is we want to do this for our longer-term picture. Is This is what I want it to look like here, and now I'm going to back into it. And I'm going to back into it all the way down to now I know where to start for 2015 mm-hmm. that will keep me on my path of what that realize, lifestyle realized is going to look like or legacy, you know, when I'm nearing my uh, end days, if you will. <laughs> and I know it's kind of a weird concept, but um, I think that, um, you know, we've all heard the saying that people don't... Um, Plan to fail, but they fail to plan. And it's, yep. it's yeah, and it's, it's, yep. um, <laughs> and you just, you create, it, the more you can create that picture today, um, yes. the easier it is to go, okay, I've got that picture. I can let it go, right? I can, I can release it, um, because I know what I'm doing today, and I'm okay. taking into account these, um, six points that we just discussed, um, for this year. And I've taken care of myself and I've taken care of others and I've up-leveled my skills and I've up-leveled my um, container for money management. And I am now um, um, going to just focus on this for now and let go of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Because I think what happens is if we if we try and do it all at once, that's where we'll spin because it's too much. It's too big. Mm-hmm. If we um, if we take one skill set, and this is, I think, one of the biggest things that I've learned this year in working with all of you, is for you to truly understand that building a business is a skill set. It's an investment. It's it's um, and in my opinion an investment where you get an ROI that's greater on anything that you could stick your money in otherwise. Um, 
And so it's it's one of those things that you want to um, just be really conscious of so that you're not feeling like you're chasing after something all the time, but truly understanding that you are growing something, that you're developing something. And it is something that is a part of your financial picture and um, and a really good part, um, a really big part. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Michelle, if you're feeling like your lifestyle um, is achieved for this year, then you don't even have to think about that anymore, right? Now you're going to think about um, those other uh, five components and what will that look like for you in 2015. Make sense? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess before I was thinking that I would need like a bigger lifestyle, but you're saying like as far as these six components, you kind of all want them to be at the same place. So, you know, if one's really, really high in one area, then you have to like love them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That makes more sense. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts? Okay. When it comes to um, the money management and the, sorry, the financial literacy, money management, and money planning and mindset, those are all pieces that um, as we look at moving into 2015, um, myself and our team can help you with. When it comes to lifestyle and philanthropy, um, those are pieces that um, each of you wants to be really clear on what that means for you. And and by when you want to have those different, um, oh, we'll call them um, benchmarks, achieved. And what I'd like for each of you to do um, when you come to your call for this month in December is in those six areas on the scale of logic to emotion, I want you just to check in with yourself and see how you're feeling with each of these areas of where, whether this is just a, a like a total thing you're taking on logically or if there's something that um, emotionally you're feeling really um, strong emotionally but not so much in the logic and we'll we'll look at that um, but then in the um, and in the lifestyle realized quadrant um, for each of you to kind of think through um, where you are in that quadrant and where you would like to be at the end of 2015. Okay? Will you repeat that? See, there was some background noise. Okay. So in in the Lifestyle Realized Quadrant, which is that top... um, My my left and right, you know, it's that other left. No, it's the top right-hand quadrant of the first uh-huh. grid that we that we drew. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. I want you to think about where you are so far in that quadrant and where you want to be by the end of 2015 and what that will look like, okay? Does that make sense? Totally. That's okay. fun homework. Good. Good, good. <laughs> and then we'll we'll talk about those two things in our December call. I know we're having our calls um, earlier in the month, this month, because of the Christmas holidays, the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Um, and um, so just to work with your um, bookkeeper to get as close as you can to um, complete for November for that, but um, but know that the majority of the focus of our call is going to be on um, getting clear for your picture for 2015 in these parameters, okay? Okie dokie. Okie dokie. All right, anybody have any questions? I have a question about this logic and emotions. Mm-hmm. How do I know what's emotional and how do I know what's logical? <laughs> just kind of check in with yourself and just and just, you know, just do on a scale of 1 to 10, where am I logically and where am I emotionally? Um in this in in this you know these six areas when I think of where I am with these, so for instance um, uh, money management um, if you are com- feeling really confident in how you're um, able to uh, read your numbers um, connect within okay. uh, the numbers that that's more logical if it brings up all kinds of emotion and we just want to talk about what can we do to bring those, the logic and the emotion a little closer together. There should always be some emotion, right? That's what pulls us forward. Um, okay. But it's it's the logic that we want to make sure that we're driving it instead of it driving us. And the areas are financial literacy, money management, money planning, money mindset, lifestyle, and giving. Yep. All right, thank you. Yeah, perfect. All right. Um, and I know um, I'll be talking with each of you um, before the holidays. And some of you I've already had a conversation with um, of what's next. And, um, and some of you we will finalize those conversations. And some of you are still relatively new. We don't need to have that conversation yet. But I just want, um, in 2015, what I'm going to be doing with the CEO Club is um, um, having, like, right, what we did in 2014 is we had people start in staggered time. Um, what I'm going to do is prorate um, some folks through so that everybody ends at the end of 2015. So going into 16, it'll be a January to December program. Does that make sense? So just know yeah. that when you think about where your um, year is. Yeah, I think most of you that are on the call today are real close to that January date, January, February. Okay? Okie dokie. Okie dokie. <laughs> All right, have a fabulous week, and I'll look forward to visiting with each of you on your call. All right, thank you, Sue. Okay, bye. bye. bye.
Bye-bye.